I'm Emma G. Rose. I'm Michelle Shearer. We're indie authors. And this is Indie Book Talk. Hello and welcome back to Indie Book Talk. Today we have Jenna Lee Barker, who is the author of Life After, a YA contemporary novel that is out right now. But she has a few other things in the works, which is part of what we're going to talk about today. Welcome to the show, Jenna Lee. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. So in your bio that you provided to us, I'm hopefully not going to share something I'm not supposed to, but you're like an anxious, hot mess, ADD, mm-hmm. but still getting those books out there. I feel that adequately describes most writers. Um, anxious, <laughs> hot mess. I, mm-hmm. I feel you. So I just want to know how. Like, how did you combat that? Because I can't figure out how to organize my life on an average day. So <laughs> I think the biggest thing is just being willing to adjust your routine constantly. And I think most people like thrive on consistency and have to have the same routine all the time. And I can't operate that way. I just, I don't, I would love to, it sounds so wonderful, but that's just not who I am. And I have four young kids. So trying to really do anything, you can't really count on a routine. Because even say all your kids are in school and you plan your whole routine around that, but one of them's sick or there's a field trip you're supposed to accompany. So life is just this ever-changing mess and I'm a mess. And so I just try to adapt and go with the flow and I have to accept failures. Like going to be days I fail to do things and I just have to get over it and try again the next day. So a lot of it is is trying to talk down my anxiety and just be the hot mess part. <laughs> so are you one of those people who's like staying up until 2 a.m. writing or are you snatching bits of time when you can? What's your non-routine routine look like? There are times where it is definitely stay up till 2 a.m. because that's when the house is quiet and that's when I can get stuff done. But my kids are also horrible sleepers. So that's not even a guarantee. So, and, and I'm, I say that with love. I love them. I would love them. I would like them a little more if they slept through the night. But if the inspiration is there, if it's coming to me or I'm on a deadline, you know, I, I'll snatch those bits and pieces wherever I can outside on the grass while my kids are playing or with the wiggles playing in the background or in the pickup line at school, waiting outside Taekwondo class, whatever. But there's definitely a lot of the staying up late nights, losing sleep. I'm not a 5 a.m. or I don't know how people do that. I admire them, but that's, that's not, not my thing. (laughs) I don't know anyone that can write with something like the wiggles on the background. You're my hero. (laughs) Cause that's some rhyming brainworm stuff that just will not oh. leave. <laughs> All my characters would start talking in rhymes. Yes. Yeah, like we'd just be like rhyming at each other and being like, oh no, do you have to potty? Like I couldn't do it. <laughs> oh man. There's nothing like so, telling another adult you have to go potty and then realizing what you just said. Like <laughs> I I am your people. <laughs> so you mentioned having deadlines and I know you have some book deals out there. So are you on a particular deadline schedule with your publisher? Is this self-imposed deadlines? What, how do you work that? So the first time I ever really worked with a deadline, it was a self-imposed thing because I was trying to get a manuscript ready for pitch wars back when that was still a thing. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of perfect for me. 
I was at that point kind of still new to the scene of like trying to get traditionally published. So that was a self-imposed thing. It worked out really well. But now with, with the books I've got now coming out and with publishers, there is a deadline there with edits. So you have a deadline after you sign to, you have to get yourself edited in by this point. And then they have a deadline to get their first round back to you. And then you have a deadline to get it back to them. So there's a lot of back and forth. And I like that it works that way. It gives me plenty of opportunities to, to try and get it right. And it takes a little bit of the pressure off. But it's still that first round of edits, I'd say, is, is the most intimidating. And that's a 45-day deadline. And that's, oh, that's a little, okay. so thankfully it's a, it's a decent amount of time, but it is also a lot of pressure. So we've mentioned your publishers now, you have multiple book deals happening. So do you have multiple publishers that you're working with? I have two. So I signed two of the books with one and a different book with another. Okay. Um, <laughs> what made you make that choice? Why? <laughs> <laughs> well, Okay. So the book that doesn't come out until July 2024, that is the first book I tried to get published. And I queried it for about a year. I got over 120 rejections or something like that. And I eventually decided to shelf that, try to get a different book published. And I signed this different book. And so then it got me thinking, well, maybe they want this other book. But I had also queried it. I had also decided to try a few other indie publishers since I had kind of started to work with an indie publisher. I knew a little bit more about it. And I had actually gotten a request from a different publisher. Turns out Immortal Works, who signed Life After, they didn't want Love Hurts, which is July 2024, because they said they had too many other books that were similar. So they ultimately turned it down and I went with a different publisher. But then when I had gotten book number three, which is coming out as book number two. I know it's very confusing. Sorry. Um, <laughs> when I finished that up and was ready to query, I tried a few because it is a romance. I tried a few indie presses that are centered around romance. I thought it might be a good fit. But after the first few rejections started rolling in, I thought I might as well reach out to them. I hadn't seen them publish any romance, so I didn't know that they'd be into it. But they were like, yes, we want to read everything you write. So send it in. And lo and behold. Nice. They signed and you're it. like, why, thank you. Here's more. It worked out. <laughs> yes. Yes. I will gladly send you everything I write. I'm just, I think this is hilarious. So I can't even get the, the line straight. The, the book that's going to be published third, you wrote first. And then the book that's already published, you wrote second? Or did you write? Okay. I wrote that second. Okay. And then the book that comes out in December? December. Which is a song I used to know, right? <laughs> yes. So a song I used to know comes out in December, but that's an adult romance. But the first one was YA contemporary. And is Love Hurts? Is that it's, a romance or contemporary? What is it? That is a, that is a young adult it's contemporary. It's a mystery supernatural. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know I'm all over the place. I don't. I don't write in one specific genre, but my stories can basically all be summed up as a sad song in a minor key. Oh. They're like, they're sad tear jerkers, but with hope. So I, I write sad mm -hmm. stuff with hopeful endings across all ages is, I guess, basically how I would sum up what I write. That sounds like a brand that to is. me. That's yeah. what I'm drawn to is, is a sad song in a minor key. 
So will you be also exploring other genres or do you think you, these are the two genres that fit you best? So far, I think I found that YA actually is a really good fit for me. Um, maybe that's a sign that I haven't matured into my 30s yet. I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I also really love the idea of exploring other genres, especially writing new adult. Mm -hmm. A song I used to know was new adult. The main character is like 21, 22. I like the idea of exploring those characters much. I don't think that they're often given as many books as either like teenagers mm -hmm. and adults. And I, I think there's mm -hmm. kind of a missed opportunity for those, those twenties stories. Mm -hmm. So much happens at that time in your life. So I would love to write more stories focusing on that age group, but I've also got an idea for a women's fiction. I've got an idea for, I've got a million ideas. I just, I have to actually materialize them into something useful mm -hmm. and, but you got a lot going on. You've already got some books out there, so it's it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> After I kind of signed all these three, and like I knew they all had a home. Mm -hmm. I knew there was still a lot of work to do, but but they all had a home, and it's just kind of nice that weight is lifted, and I have done a lot more relaxing and a lot less writing. But you know that'll that'll come back around. It's not mm -hmm. it's not a now or never thing. Mm -hmm. So for this first book that's out. Aside from talking to people like us, what are you doing to market what you have out and what's coming out? Or are you relying on the publisher to do that? So with a small press, they don't have the resources or the people. So a lot of it does come down to me. And it's a lot of getting out of my comfort zone and doing things like talking to podcasts, reaching out to podcasts and trying to build my social media platform. Mm -hmm which is a mess right now. I feel like I just built up my Twitter platform for that to go. I, I really don't know what I'm doing. I'm not great at social media. I'm trying to be, I tried to have a TikTok. I was like, you know, maybe I could do some videos and maybe I would have luck there. And unfortunately, TikTok banned me twice. <laughs> what um, did you do? I don't know. I posted a few videos about being a mom and being an author mom. And I got like this, you have been permanently banned for multiple violations. And then I like after a few weeks, I tried to set up a new account and use a different email, use a different handle. And again, I posted like a few videos and within a week I had been permanently banned again for multiple violations. So I don't know what I did. But whenever I tried to like appeal it, I just got like this generic response. It's like, we've seen you violated guidelines. I don't know. So like, I can't even try to get myself out there on all the social media platforms. <laughs> it's... I didn't know you could be banned from TikTok. Like I thought TikTok was like the place that was left where they just let you do whatever. Not anymore. I, know. I mean, you see videos that are just like that, that you're just, it's like all shock value. And you're like, how is this out here? And why is this out here? And who is watching this? But those accounts are fine. I post a video about how being a mom affects writing or like, I'm excited because it's my debut day and check out my book. And that's a violation. You can't do that. Ah, social media. So fun. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's, it's a lot of trial and error. And just like hoping and praying that people leave reviews because mm. that's a huge part of, of getting your name out there is when you have so many reviews, then the algorithms start liking your book and recommending it more. So that's, it's a, it's a numbers game, unfortunately. So there's a lot of reaching out to people because I, I get a lot of people who message me and say like, I loved your book. I'm like, oh, that's so great. But could you tell other people <laughs> that? Like, 
I'm so, I'm so grateful. Thank you for telling me. Can you go leave a review? That would be so helpful. So it's a lot of reaching out. It's a lot of being uncomfortable. I've reached out to a couple of bookstores in my state because I'm an Idaho author. I'm hoping the other Idaho, the, the, the want to feature Idaho authors, but even then it's not a guarantee. They're like, well, we have to read your book first and make sure mm-hmm. we like it and make sure we think it's good enough. And so it's a lot of waiting. But that's an important thing so. to, if you like someone's book, tell other people. Leave a very small review if you can. Like two words. Good book. Anything helps. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It can be two words. It can be a sentence. It can just be like, I love this book. And literally, that's all you have to write. If you have a rating and a very short sentence, that's all it takes. And requesting it at libraries is huge. If you like a book, Mm -hmm. request it at your local library. I mean, it's never guaranteed that they're going to buy it, but you can always ask you can also request it at your local indie bookstore and or Barnes and Noble or wherever. Like the more you bug them about a book and the more people they have bugging them about a specific book, the more traction that that author gets and the more they're seen as somebody to to be aware of. So we we like to think we can do this on our own and just put our book out there and people will buy it, but we really are in collaboration with our readers to yeah. get things to happen. Yeah, it's kind of great because I think that's my ultimate goal as a writer is I want to reach readers. Like I'll probably never make enough money to pay the mortgage, you know, or anything, anything really, really substantial with this. It would be great, but I'm not expecting that. What I really want is to to reach readers. And so when you do, when you reach a reader and then they in turn are like, hey, you've got to read this book. And it just it spreads. That's like the best feeling. That's the dream come true right there is someone reading loving it and recommending it to someone else. Absolutely. So are your kids, I don't know how old they are, but are they like aware of of what's going on here with mom's published a bunch of books and now she's a crazy author lady? Like where are they in all this? <laughs> yeah. So my, my oldest two, especially, so they're 11, eight, five, and three. And so they are. <laughs> Sorry, I'm picturing your house and I'm just like, oh my God. Oh, don't picture it too hard. It's not a it's not a very pretty picture. I, I pick my battles and cleaning is not one of them. <laughs> my oldest two are most aware of it. My oldest is really excited about the fact that I've I've written books and like he wants to write. He'll mess around on the computer and write little fan fiction stories about Spider-Man. Aww. He loves to write and so so do my girls. My girls are eight and five. And the other day they were playing a game. Just they were just pretending together. They were just walking around the house pretending. And I listened in and one of them was like, Meanwhile, back in mom's office, I gotta finish these edits. And they're like pretending that they're writers and it's it was the best. It was the best. I love oh, it. Oh, I am so jealous. It was adorable and amazing. When I told my son in his <laughs> teens that I was writing a book, he was like, Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I was like, Okay, <laughs> bye. Yeah, good, cool, in cool mom. Defense. In his defense, Shelly, you do a lot of things. (laughs) Every time I talk to Shelly, she's like, oh, by the way, I'm I'm now on an axe throwing team. Oh, by the way, I'm buying a horse. Oh, by the way, did you know there's horseback archery? And I can do that. You do all the things, all the things. So I'm just saying maybe he wasn't like. So you're saying that I've I've set the bar too high. There are just so many bars. <laughs> okay, valid. <laughs> so, uh, 
I've done the thing again where I've completely derailed this. I'm sorry. So Jenna Lee, tell me with your books, your marketing, you're wanting to reach readers. How do you feel like you're doing at actually reaching teens? Because I feel like reaching teens is really hard. It is hard. Oh my goodness. It's so hard. And I think I would I would love to do way better than I've done. I've gotten my book into a few high schools, so that's really exciting. It's in it's in the high school I graduated from, so that was fun and weird and awesome. And it's in a couple of high schools around here, but there's no way to know. I don't know if anybody's checking it out. <laughs> right. So I don't know. And I did have a couple of teen readers, like when it came to the arc mm-hmm. stage, and they all had really positive things to say. So it's like I know that it appeals to some teens, like hey. a tiny portion of them. That's so awesome. That that's great. Um, but my husband actually works at the, our local library, and he said the last person who checked out my book, he said she looked like twelve or thirteen. She wasn't very old, so she probably wasn't really old enough to grasp. That's sorry. That sounds condescending. Not the target audience, I should say, mm-hmm. for a story of this big of an emotional punch. And it tackles some heavier themes. But she brought it back into the library. And my husband goes, oh, hey, how did you like the book? And she just goes, meh. <laughs> Never <laughs> ask. Oh, don't tell me that story. <laughs> so, don't tell like, me that, that was, story. It was both hilarious and a gut punch. Um, I'm yeah. sure the next person would have yeah. a much better response. A more age-appropriate target <laughs> audience. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Hopefully I can keep getting into high school libraries. I think that would be great. Mm-hmm. I know that's getting harder and harder because of so many restrictions and rules about what we can put in school libraries, which is a completely different topic. Mm-hmm. But I was honestly hoping that that's what TikTok would do. I was really hoping to reach a younger demographic there. But, you know, I'm me and all my naughty violations of the community guidelines. I can't. Okay, if you're a teen listening and you have a TikTok account and you would like to become Jenna Lee's TikTok ambassador, <laughs> yes, contact please. her, let her know because, you know, she needs you because TikTok <laughs> hates her and is mean and has it kicked does. her off this platform for no good reason. And this is a wrong that needs to be righted. So if anyone out there listening, I know we have some young listeners, do the thing, help her out, help an author out. Do the thing. I would really appreciate it. Yeah. Toward that end, if someone does want to keep up with all of your many publications happening and or tell you how awesome your books are, where can they find you on the internet? They can find me at jennalee.wordpress.com. They can find me on Twitter and my handle is at jennalee underscore barker. That's my same handle on Instagram. Those are my Twitter's my most frequented social media. Chances are you're going to find me on there. And I try to keep my website updated. I'm not great at it, but I I try. Twitter's easier. (laughs) Yeah, way less labor intensive. Yes. Okay, so everyone go buy Life After. And then in December, you can buy a song I used to know. And in July of next year? Yes. Uh, you can buy Love Hurts. So th- there's books coming out. You don't have to wait. Like there's there's good stuff happening. Thank you so much for being on the show. It was delightful to talk to you. And I think you're much more organized than mm-hmm. you led us to believe. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. I can put on the facade for 30 minutes. It's, <laughs> it's the day-to-day that really gets you. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun. Thank you. Thank you.